Hi, everyone. You are now tuning in to Conversations with Filmmakers podcast. We present our final discussion with our special guest, director, producer, and director of photography, also known as DP, Mr. Chandler Kaufman. We hope you enjoy part two of our discussion. Thank you for joining us today. Are there any projects that are out right now that have inspired you and you would have loved to work on? You know, I know oh for God. me, there are a slew of them because I'm in like action adventure, blowing shit up, excuse my language. You know, like yeah. if you could dive off of a building with a parachute, I would love to be that person standing on the rooftop like, go, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that you mentioned like comedy and the document um, documentary stuff. So just give us some insight on what like mm -hmm. really inspires you that you, you know. I mean, there's so much like, I mean, that's the problem nowadays, right? Is that there's so much yeah. good stuff out there. And like, how, you know, do we all have time to like watch it? But um, top tier, top tier, like, if well, was there anything that was well, like, over, over the last, made like, your mouth open wide, like, what? You know, the thing that one of the things that really rocked me this year, because I've done episodic stuff of my own, I, I made a TV pilot, which I, you've you've seen. Um, Let the audience know what the name of that is, please. Oh, sure. It's uh, it's called uh, Carl Manhair Postal Inspector. Um, you can find <laughs> it at www.carlmanhair.com. And it's um, a dark comedy about a down and out postal inspector who gets wrapped up in a very bizarre um, investigation. Um, and it came from, the inspiration came from my own experiences, actually, with having a postal inspector look uh investigate my missing mail back in the day um, <laughs> i love that so um, and that's very big nowadays too with like the detective story and trying to figure out the crime you oh, know yeah, yours, yeah. yours totes the line of that um that pilot that you shot was amazing so guys oh, one you. more time tell, tell them how to spell it as well sure Not oh yeah, yeah. Inspector, but that first and last name carl with a k it's a uh, k-a-r-l M A N H A I R, carlmanhair.com. Um, and the project is called Carl Manhair Postal Inspector. <laughs> I love um, that. It sounds criminal. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> a, a bit zany, a bit wacko, um, but, you know, hopefully, um, hopefully has some heart to it. That's what I wanted to kind of bring to it. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, but it, 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 to back to your question, something that really blew me away in the last like year was um, severance on Apple. Um, mm -hmm. That show is so, uh, so like in, in the most brilliant way possible, strange and offbeat mm -hmm. uh, combined with, you know, for any, like, I mean, I've definitely done my time, like, working, like, in sort of corporate environments, and I'm sure mm -hmm. everyone, I know you have, I'm sure, like, everyone will sooner or later who listens to this podcast. Yes. It really summarized as maybe, like, a, a sort of creative person or just someone who's not in tune with those environments as much, how, mm -hmm. like, disorienting and disjointed they can be. But it's also just a really profound story about what we do and, you know, memory and and the choices we make about what we want to experience in life and not experience but um it initially grabbed me because i shot a, a project for nvidia at mm -hmm. the location that's supposed to be um the corporation they all work for which is at home <laughs> so i'd seen the trailer and i was like oh my because when we were on this shoot for nvidia we were it, it's the old bell labs at homedale new jersey which are historic um, oh, wow. and also 
really strange looking, like super kind of sci-fi brutalist architecture, really cool. <laughs> and when, when, anyway, when we were shooting for NVIDIA there, NVIDIA has a lab there. We were, the whole crew was like, oh my God, how can, how come nobody's shooting a sci-fi movie at this location? This is like the most amazing. Really? And then, and then, then Severance come out and you're like. <laughs> yes. So that, that was like my first sign that it was, you know, going to be a good show, but um, you know, I've been wanting to get more into the episodic space for uh, uh, a while now. And obviously with all the, the strikes going on right now, that's the, you know, bit on pause, but Mm -hmm. um but i love um the, the basically the, the serialized content basically being able to tell a story over like what used to be 100 hours maybe it's less now with streamers but you know you get really get to like build out your characters and mm -hmm. really build your world and and you know like and i love feature length films as well of course but you get so much more time with with uh, episodic you know and mm -hmm. You so I mean, there's so much amazing uh, stuff being made, both episodic and films. But like the you know, starting with like what The Sopranos, you know, oh. in the late '90s, uh, The Wire, uh, yes. like all these shows, like they just revolutionized what you could do with that amount of time as a storyteller. And um, so yeah, the, that all of that kind of stuff always blows me away and really inspires me. Um, and then, I mean, in documentary-wise, a docu-series I just watched, which I turned on on a lark, but was the, um, I forget exactly what it's called, but it's on Netflix about um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's life story, um, oh. <laughs> which, you know, you, at first glance, you would say like, yeah, it's, it's Schwarzenegger or whatever, you know, but like. Yeah, we've seen a million of these. Yeah, like that kind of thing, right? It, it actually wound up being like a a, a much more interesting portrait of a, to me at least, of just someone who's so profoundly driven um, in a way that like few people are and has achieved like really improbable things. Like whatever you think of his movies or bodybuilding or his time as governor, it's like, this is a, a guy from like a small village in Austria who just like mm -hmm. took over the world. Like how did that happen, you know? And I know, yeah. Um, He's come from so far. I remember watching him as like a little kid, you know, <laughs> yeah. like back in the eighties and stuff. And it's like, this guy has been going at it for a while and been really laser focused, you know, on like building yeah. up his career. And now a word from one of our sponsors. After starting my podcast, I needed to hire the pros to market the content. Are you looking for digital success? Look no further. World Boss HQ is your strategic partner. Their experts turn your vision into a digital masterpiece. From stunning websites to powerful marketing, they've got you covered. Startups or established businesses, they are your one-stop solution. Visit worldbosshq.com. That is W-O-R-L-D-B-O-S-S-H-Q.com and unleash your potential today. World Boss HQ Digital Marketing. Your online empire awaits. We are excited to bring you this world exclusive teaser from Bad Rabbit Pictures and Movie Pods. They are presenting Age of Prophecy, a sci-fi fantasy podcast done in the style of the radio dramas of yesteryear. Coming soon to all streaming platforms. Visit www.moviepods.com or www.thenukechronicle.com for all the release dates. You won't want to miss this one. Your miss was born from our history. Let's check it out.
Life. A vile, messy sequence of events before we die. All designed for something beyond us. It has to be. Or else, what's the point? You don't know me, but I know you. I am responsible for your triumphs and miseries. Zira and Lil's all, and to truly understand your own story, you must know mine. Your myths were born from my history. Hi there, and welcome back to Conversations with Filmmakers podcast. I think that is really amazing, everything that you've been giving us the insight into, especially on documentary, then um, the dark um, stuff on um, Apple TV with the severance. I have seen that trailer, so it makes me want to watch it now. Oh, yeah. Because I wasn't sure about it. I was like, what is this guy? And he's in a suit. And they have, like, the yellow tonality with the, you know, like how yeah. hospitals are sometimes. Very clean cut, neutral, neutral. And that is um, what I've seen from the trailer. But um, just to pivot, because this is very important, like you had mentioned, you were working remote at one time, trying to produce some content. Well, not trying, you did it. Um, and then you had to travel around the country working remote. One thing I always feel like we don't talk enough um, about is like mental health and everything. Yeah. How do you mentally and physically take care of yourself in such a demanding media industry? It's really important, you know, to give that to the audience on like, how do you unplug completely or what are some of the techniques that you use? Yeah, no, I mean, that's a great topic. And I think it's something nobody really wants to talk about because it feels, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's very vulnerable to get into this stuff. Um, but it takes a lot of work, a lot of, uh, I mean, I feel like even having done this for a little while now, like I'm still reinventing how I take care of myself and how mm -hmm. I, you know, how I keep myself like functional and happy for my family and uh, and for myself and to be able to do the work that I want to do. Um, there's so much to it. Um, I mean, there's, is it, you know, filmmaking is very physically demanding in a lot of ways. So you need mm -hmm. to take good care of yourself, you know, hopefully eat healthy and exercise as much as you can around, you know, if you're working on long grueling days, obviously that's really hard, but people do it. Um, I think, uh, I, I have, I'm really, really lucky to have um, a really core group of friends who I've known forever, uh, who uh, have been my rock through all the ups and downs. They've been, they've yeah. been there for the good stuff, but they've been there for like the really bad stuff. 
And that's mm-hmm. really like, you know, and my wife and my family as well, of course, um, um, have always been rocks for me. Um, so I think it's, um, it, it goes back to what you're saying before about this being like, you know, we're, we're social creatures, you know, where we need other people. Um, and, you know, you being there for the people you care about is as important as them being there for you and, and equally rewarding in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's been a big part of it. Um, mental health is, you know, it's a struggle, you know, it's, it's a really hard thing uh, in this day and age. I think no matter what you do for a living. Um, I mean, I have friends that do all sorts of other stuff for a living and th- this is definitely a topic we talk about a lot is, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think the, something about the pandemic and and what we all sort of collectively went through maybe opened up the conversation a little bit more, which is a good mm-hmm. thing. Um, I'm actually sort of in the foothills of working on a documentary about mental health uh, stuff and some advances going on in treatments for uh, of conditions like depression, anxiety, and mm-hmm. PTSD. I'm, still you know don't have a ton to say about the project right now because it's still in the building phases but so it's something that's really important to me and really um uh, a story that i really want to tell because i feel like it we're just sort of starting to talk about it and there's still Mm -hmm. all this like shame and stigma mixed up around all this stuff which is absolutely ridiculous i mean like this is you know this is our brains yeah it's it's our our brains our hearts our souls you know and Mm -hmm. um and even uh, still you know when you when you see those people in the news like maybe a celebrity or an artist or something and they're like getting hospitalized for exhaustion you know and you're like how do you get to that point but it's like it's so much to do how do you draw back from that and take back your time you know, even if it's yeah. not, you know, you being bipolar or PTSD or something like that, it's just how do you put those parameters in place? I know for me, it's like once I get home, I really don't talk to anybody and my phone goes on airplane mode. Mm-hmm. Like not do not disturb. It goes on airplane mode just so I can get my sleep. If there's anybody that wants to talk to me, you know, I'll just let them know. Listen, I'll call you in the morning. But yeah. I found myself just not doing that before. And I was just so tired. And I I think I, over this pandemic, I literally had to tell my friends, I'm exhausted. And just saying that simply, because, you know, sometimes we keep it internal, right? Just yeah. saying it simply, I'm exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. they all joined around me, like gave me that virtual hug from a distance. Well, that's it what you need. Like, yeah, but you need that. So I would say transparency. So it's good that you also have your own village and family that is willing to, you know, do that for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, we do it for each other, you know, it's um, everybody needs that support. I mean, everybody that I know, at least maybe there's people out there that are just like, you know, you you know, super solid on their own. And that's awesome. You know, I, I'm, I'm jealous, but like, um, (laughs) but it's, uh, it's, uh, it it is like getting mixed up into the, the, you know, the film TV industrial complex (laughs) and it it will take all of your time Mm -hmm. if it can. Um, and I mean, and so many careers are like that too. So we're not alone in that, but ours is, 
maybe a little bit unique in that it's like we're trying to do something creative but it's also like a huge industry with with a lot of business interests and a huge amount of, of moving parts and a lot of complicated logistical things mm-hmm. going on constantly um so you can highly really competitive as well oh, highly competitive. competitive you have millions of dollars flowing out there and we know what that attracts right it's the negative and the positive right yeah. so you're you know, you have those cutthroat people that are willing to do whatever it takes for the money. And then you have exceptional people like yourself that's willing not to do that, you know? Now, an exciting message from our sponsors. When I decided to launch this podcast, I had the tools to find talent and market the show, but needed a skilled editor to bring it all to life. That's when I turned to Jacob Daly at redhawk.uk. His collaborative approach and swift revisions transformed my vision into reality. Redhawk.uk, your one-stop solution for creative content services. Reach out to them. Now a word from another of our supporting sponsors, that is Realm IQ, a new AI consultancy started by film marketing veteran, Kurt Doty, who has built an international team of AI mentors to help AI change management for your business. Go to www.curtdoty.co slash Realm IQ, smart people for smart adoption, creating smart worlds. Realm IQ, book your AI workshop today, adopt or perish. Hi there, and welcome back to Conversations with Filmmakers podcast. The the whole thing of making a living doing this is is sort of its own topic that, because um, it's e- like, it's, you know, when you start off, it's it's easy to get sucked into working for cheap. I mean, back in my day, it was free, but I think people have maybe moved away from that, hopefully, I hope. But, um, but you know, you do have to pay your your dues. You do have to learn your craft. You do have to like intern and all that kind of stuff. But then you've got to make this a sustainable way to make a living if you want to have a life and if you want to save for retirement and if you want, you know, all the things. And obviously health insurance is such a, a ridiculous situation in our country. And um, so all of those things really have to play into it. Um, and I mean, I think like that's, you know, at least with the, not to put too much of a timestamp on this interview, but with the strikes going on now, which I suspect will go on for a while, mm-hmm. that's really so much of what's at stake is the, the future of this industry and the future of people, the ability of people to do this as they're living, um, which means kind of to do it at all because it's so uh all consuming you can't i mean i guess there's ways to do it part-time but i've never kind of figured that out you know Mm -hmm. Um, and um, i always imagine yeah go ahead sorry (laughs) no no i was just going to say that that, um you know it's you know i see people saying like oh actors are overpaid or like don't writers have it easy and it's like if you dig deeper you'll find out the truth of these things that these are like extremely hardworking people like the like the I've worked with like a you know some pretty big actors along the way and a lot of even if they weren't big name actors like amazing actors who are amazing at their craft and dedicated um and you know a lot of them in certain ways they're artists but they're also like technicians like like us on the other side of the camera are because there's all like this repetitiveness and roteness to what they have to do but they have to like bring this life to it on every single take every single time mm-hmm. 
you know, they have to get up like at 5 a.m. like the rest of our 5 a.m. if we're lucky, if not earlier, you mm -hmm. know, like, I mean, everybody, it's like, it's such a, all what we do is such a huge undertaking. Um, and I think it's like really important to acknowledge that we like, if we're going to do this and if these bigger companies are going to make money off of our, you know, our, our efforts, everyone deserves to be able to make a, a living wage and, you know, take care of themselves and their families. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I mean, I think, and that's sort of what I see at stake with, with these strikes. Yeah, absolutely. And I totally agree with you. I'm hopeful it doesn't keep turning on, but at least we know like whatever contract gets put into place, it will be for some time. You know, yeah. it was over a decade with the last terms. So hopefully it'll be the same. But like you said, it's ever changing. But on a more positive note, I have one more question for you. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And that is all. And then you can be free. <laughs> and I'm hoping that, you know, all of your answers was really great and informative for um, anybody that's listening in or looking on at this interview. So, but I want to know, when was that pivotal moment that you knew that you had going from amateur just playing around with it to an actual professional? Like you were considering yourself right. a professional within this industry, you know? That's a that's a good question. Um, I guess, so for me, it's a little different because I did, I was super lucky and I started like, you know, even though I wasn't making much money, I was like working right out of school mm -hmm. uh, but i think when when things sort of turned for me was when i made those ebay spec commercials and you know really actually started to get hired as a creative professional you know mm -hmm. like before that i was what i was doing was certainly like legit work and everything you know um acing and and gaffing and all that kind of stuff but mm -hmm. um but this was like that wasn't, you know, for me, that wasn't the end game. That wasn't where I wanted to be the whole time. So for me to finally get acknowledged that someone would actually, you know, hire me to do what I wanted to be doing, that was a big turning point. And, and it was, it actually kind of happened even before I, I got any sort of work out of it. It was just when people started seeing what we were trying to do and they were like, started helping us to do it. It was like, it was a real sign of acknowledgement that like, you know, um, whatever we're doing, people are at least responding to. And then, and it was every step along the way as we were in pre-production, then as we were shooting, and then once we moved into post-production and mm -hmm. you know, we had help at every turn with that. And then once they went out into the world and people, you know, started uh, appreciating it, um, that really like signified to me that like everything I've sort of trying to all to learn all of the crafts I've been trying to learn the skills I've been trying to hone it's like it's all it's all pointed in the right direction you know like there's still a lot of work to do and there's still tons of growth that needs to happen and there I mean I say that from where I am now you know I mean it's an ever evolving practice and ever absolutely growing practice but so yeah that would have been you know that was like maybe like five or six years after I graduated from college that that happened um, and, um, you know, there's a part of me that is always trying to get that feeling back from that time. Cause it's that turning point was so like amazing. And like, um, it just felt so everything just, you know, there's this whole thing where like you, you push too hard, you try too hard, you're over muscling things. It's 
like it doesn't feel right, blah, blah, blah. But then there's times you do things and you're, you're putting your, your whole self into it and your whole effort, but you're not over muscling it. You're just flowing and, and everything's flowing with you. And like, everything's just, it, it, like you're almost thinking this seems a little bit too easy. Like I know I'm working really hard, but like things are coming together in a way that feels like bigger than me in a way, you know what I mean? Bigger than this project. It's just like kind of stuff's just kind of happening and you just sort of going to be the shepherd of that thing of keeping it going and, um, and, so, and be great. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and exactly. So, I mean, I, that's like the place I always try to get back to like that amazing sort of feeling when I can, I mean, you know, you, that's not all, that's not my daily existence, but that's like the sort of goal, you know? So and it keeps you, that's, that sounds like it keeps you driven to keep going in this industry, you know? Yeah. And that's yeah. the most important thing is just continue to be inspired by the content being put out, the people that you meet and all of that stuff. So yeah. I always, yeah, I always tell myself like as a screenwriter, I'm like the Quentin Tarantino of it. You know, I really have to be inspired. I just don't write to write. You know, yeah. there's times where there. There's, there's scenes of a film that I've come up with or an idea that will wake me up in the middle of the night. And that's how I know I need to pivot and really focus on it. You know, like there's, you know, like sometimes people can say, oh, write this. And you're like, yeah, I'm just writing this, right? But when it's so inspiring that it will get you up out of your sleep and like, you know, dialogue is downloaded and all of that stuff. And I'm sure you felt that as well before. You're just like, where did that line come from? You know, it's like your brain is just processing. So it's exciting to hear that from yeah. you as well. It's just you're you're chasing that adrenaline rush and nostalgia kind of thing. And that's yeah, that's just good. just tapping into it's also like a chance to like feel like you're you're sort of your best self when at least for me in, in these situations, because I'm the most like I, I'm the best version of myself that I I strive to be because I'm like open and in giving and and honest and like more empathetic and more uh just more like present you know in every possible way and when when you're in that place not only do you do like your I think your best work um but it's also like you're sort of harmonizing with the people you're collaborating with and you're mm -hmm. you're you know you're these relationships just feel like so special and so good and you know um that's really like the maybe one of the addictive things about it for me so exactly all right well we have come to the end of the interview one more time tell these people how they can find you, your content, not email or phone number, sir. You don't got to give up that, <laughs> but maybe your website or LinkedIn sure. and stuff. Cause um, in case anybody wants to follow up, work with this gentleman, you know, just pick his brain about things, not too many questions and do not use me as a referral. Cause I don't know <laughs> you if you're listening to this. So, <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, sure. You can find my, find me on my website. Uh, it's chandlerkaufman.com. That's C-H-A-N-D-L-E-R-K-A-U-F-F-M-A-N.com. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. And you guys, you have tuned into Conversations with Producers. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Yes. Bye. 
You've just tuned into an episode of Conversations with Filmmakers podcast. We'd like to thank our guests for joining us and sharing their knowledge. This has been a production of Vonti Pictures, hosted by me, Vonti McCray, a screenwriter and producer. We'd also like to thank Bad Rabbit Pictures for the animated content and creator of upcoming podcast, Age of Prophecy along with our sponsor, RedHawk.uk, with all episodes being edited by Jacob Daly, director, producer, and a man of many talents. Come back next week as this saga continues for the Conversations with Filmmakers podcast.